Welcome to The Seed on the Air, a podcast of The Seed Church in Wichita, Kansas. This is your host and pastor of The Seed, Ryan McCoskey. And I'm really excited for the guests we have today, Danny and Allie Reap. Hi, guys. We're really happy to be here. So Danny and Allie, it really is a pleasure to have another married couple on together and not just one voice here today. So guys, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's been not only fun to have you here right now for a podcast, but how long have you guys been regularly plugging in here at The Seed? How long has that been now? Wow. Um, For me, uh, I think it's been about four or five years now. Um, I started coming here when you guys were at the end of your tenure at the boathouse. Um, and then when you guys started right at North high and I was going to college at that time. So it was kind of on and off when you had me, whenever, uh, Sean would like have me play piano That's kind of when I was here and sometimes it was just on and off. And then when her and I started dating, yeah. um, we started kind of coming together and kind of going back and forth between mm-hmm. Her church uh, with her family and then coming here to the seed. And that's and been the, about four years now. Yeah. Wow. Four about, years. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing to be that long. So you guys were there basically the whole time at North High. Yes. In that enormous yeah. dark auditorium. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes cold, sometimes hot. The problem with that auditorium was there was just never enough room. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's funny. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. Eaten up by all the darkness <laughs> around <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Oh, man. So, um, guys, I'm really excited about where the church is right now in the season we have here at The Seed. There's just a lot of cool leadership development things happening and new things that we're doing. And, uh, man, just kind of growing. I I sometimes get the sense that if you think of churches as people, it's sort of like we're, you know, moving beyond adolescence and kind of learning like how to be, you know, in like teenagers, mm-hmm. like a teenage church. Uh, that sounds kind of weird. There's like a life cycle to churches, right? So, as you guys have been with us the last like four or so years, what what observations have you guys experienced as you've walked here at the seed? Just um, things you've loved about the church, things that have been challenging about the church. Mm-hmm. Like just just process that. Well, I mean, what we love about the church is the community. Now, there's always been a strong sense of community, which um, I don't. It's I guess that's a good thing because it's been such like there's normally a small group of peoples like how it started especially when we were at north high um it was kind of hard to gauge how many people were really there Mm. um but there was always a strong sense of community is what i absolutely loved about the church and um it's what i was you know what i'm still excited for now um being in a smaller space um and having our own space is that it does feel like it's both like there's more people that we can see here but still the community is just getting stronger yeah yeah that's definitely. really good. What about you, Allie? Yeah, I would definitely uh, agree. And I would say um, we've always felt very welcome. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when I first uh, started coming, I kind of felt the whole, oh, besides the kiddos, we're the youngest uh, couple here. <laughs> That's true. It's <laughs> so, very true. But at the same time, it's really cool because I feel like our... Uh, our relationship as a married couple is growing along with the church and Mm. we're really excited to step up and find our niche and where we can serve best in the community. That's really amazing. 
you know, we're, we're in the book of Acts right now, mm-hmm. and it's been cool to track out, like, from the point of Paul's conversion to his ministry, you see more and more just the team around him growing, you know, and you begin to see that Paul's leadership and the work in his life is just growing a larger team around the ministry that they're, that they're uh, accomplishing together. And in the band, there's been a lot of that in this season. There's oh, yeah. like five band leaders now <laughs> yeah, uh, that are all working together and collaborating it's been so rewarding to see just this like growth and enriching of leadership. Talk to uh, talk to everyone who's listening about that experience. What what's it been like, Danny? You as mm-hmm. one of those leaders, Ali, you being married to Danny, but also being in the band and just observing it. Like what what's the culture of the church kind of felt like in this season to you? Sure. Um, when it first like started, where we needed to like have band leaders step up, I think there was just like. Um, for us in the band, I think when, you know, when, when Sean left and we knew that some of us had to step up, I think for a second we were afraid, like, oh, I don't know how this is going to turn out. And since then, I couldn't, in terms of transition of, like, how the music has gone and how the feel of, um, like, leading a worship hasn't changed much. Like, and it's, there's mm. been nice, wonderful things that come out of having four or five different people who lead have different feelings and so it's not the same thing there's a different structure and then that almost forces you to want to like uh helps you pay attention more i think when there's just some differences and uh in terms of that it's been really nice to have different ways to play yeah and Mm -hmm. different like styles to play with and uh different people to play with so that's been wonderful and in terms of like um like myself stepping up to lead I was like, I still do. I feel really intimidated. I think uh, if I'm being honest, just cause uh, I still out of that group, I am the youngest and I'm still younger than a lot of people in the church. So I feel weird about stepping in that kind of leadership role, hmm. but also really excited to get to be a part of that and do that, especially being married, um, knowing that my wife, uh, Allie also sings and we can work on that stuff together. It makes it a little bit easier. And knowing that everybody in the band, we just work so well together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can just appreciate so much all the people that have stepped up. And um, it's such a blessing to have people like that in your church body. And you can just see through them the way that God is moving. And I've definitely um, grown in um, just loving worship again because I feel like I was in that routine of just saying the words and not getting into it. But now Mm -hmm. that we have people who bring so many different things to the table, I just feel like I can get into worship even deeper just by seeing what others have to give. That's really cool. You know, one of the unfortunate trends of the American church in in the last several years has just been the celebrity culture Mm. that often builds around ministers and leaders and musicians. Uh, and, and of course we live in a celebrity culture where, you know, movie stars and politicians and major leaders kind of grab our attention, but you don't really see that in the early church, right. In the new Mm -hmm. Testament church. And when you guys think about just like a culture of, of shared leadership of everyone walking together, of there's not some element of, uh, of trying to create like ministries around just particular people or personalities, why do you think that's so significant to you? Like, why is that significant to you to think about, man, having like a shared culture of ministry together? Um, I think what makes that significant or important is the fact that it 
takes the um it's all about me kind of out of it which mm. i feel like can happen especially um you know again from a band perspective of it being um performance based um Definitely. we all talk every week about how we want so badly for it not to be a performance but to give it the same effort we would as if it was a performance which is important. that's really good yeah and it, i think it does help switching around leaders uh every other week or so it helps us not get into that headspace that well i'm singing and it's all about me or all about this person or whatnot and i think that really helps uh humble us and keep us focused on what's important mm-hmm. that's great yeah that's pretty much what i was gonna say just mm. um it's not a performance. Uh, it's about leading your church body to worship the Lord. And especially us coming from a choir and theater background, <laughs> we've had to adjust. Oh, yeah. um, I've I've noticed for sure. You know, I almost wow. get up there and I feel like, what do I, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> what do I do with my, I can't, you know, make a, you know, as grand gestures or grand facial expressions as I would in show choir, you know? Oh, yeah. So, we were show choir kids. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were. And that's intense stuff. So it's just kind of making that switch. And it almost, I think, has brought a bigger sense of maturity into the way wow. that we mm-hmm. view worship, definitely. So, Danny, you said something earlier that really encouraged my soul. And, and I think it's part of good leadership when you were saying, that yeah, in, in ways you kind of feel intimidated to step mm-hmm. in that leadership role, being the young guy on the team and uh, just feeling maybe ill-equipped. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, I think that to say things like that and to lead that way makes people want to follow more fully. So just a good thing I wanted to share while we're on the podcast. I think it's really valuable that you choose to lead that way. And uh, it, I mean, it'd be easy to pretend like you have it all together. That'd be really easy, but then where's the room for the Holy Spirit to work and for yeah. Jesus to get to glory if we're the one out there killing it, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So that's a good thing. Well, guys, um, let's talk about you hmm. because part of this podcast too is just for the church to listen and say, hey, I know Danny and Allie read better because of this <laughs> podcast. So uh, talk a moment about what you guys do vocationally. Sure. Um, so I... I work at a machine shop uh, called Trinity Precision, and um, I'm actually very lucky to say that I work for a company that has a foundation based on faith. Um, I work for people who actually care about their employees and want to help them, and it's based on their Christian principles. So I know I'm very lucky to say that, um, and it, the fact that it is they're privately owned um, uh, by the owner is, you know, there are a lot of places of work. I know there's a lot of like teachers in our church that that could be hard to do when you want to place your faith in that. But Mm. I'm very lucky in that standpoint. But really, I mean, what that boils down to in terms of what I do, uh, I stand in front of a machine and I push a button. (laughs) 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 There is a lot more to it than that though. Oh, Uh, I'm sure there is. Oh yeah. (laughs) I, you know, when I started, when I was started, uh, college, I was planning on being a music teacher. Um, and somehow, uh, I mean, so I mean, like math was kind of like my subject that I didn't put the most effort into. I put a lot into like music theory and all that. And now math is the basis of what I do every Man, day. God has such a great <laughs> sense of humor, right? He really does. You're music like, I'm teacher not need this to math. yeah, music teacher to machinist. And I wonder, like, <laughs> hmm, well, 
Well, it's up to you, not me. And I just have to say, okay. Hey, with your like show tunes background, I think you just like created a new musical. <laughs> Music teacher to yes. machinist by Rodgers and Hammerstein. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. So, Allie, what about you, sis? Well, I work at a pet resort, uh, Sydney's Pet Resort. Uh, so, we take care of dogs that are boarding with us. Um, and we also do doggy daycare. So... Uh, like Danny, it's very intense work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. Play with to dogs. Play with dogs. Yeah, it's it's not. I'm bad. I'm not jealous. It's not bad. I'm not jealous. <laughs> so, I and I'm jealous. I'm also working alongside the pet trainer at the Humane Society, volunteering there. And cool. She uh, has started to mentor me to become a dog trainer myself. So that's awesome. I'm really finding my niche oh, with yeah. dogs, and I'm loving it. That is really cool. Dog training, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, you might have to, you know, come over to my house and make my dog listen. You got better. it. <laughs> make my dog obey me. <laughs> so, uh, guys, you've been married for how long now? Well, we got married last May. So I think that makes it nine months. I think so. I think we're an infant. Oh, finally. thank goodness. I'm not in trouble. <laughs> we're an we're infant. A full, finally. We're a baby. <laughs> we're yes. a baby. Nine months of gestation in yes. our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool. That is really exciting. Mm-hmm. So nine months. Uh, what has been just a great just blessing from the Lord in your guys' marriage the last nine months? Like what? What's something that when you sit together and talk, you're just like, we're so thankful for this in our marriage. Jeez, I don't. I mean, just, just like our like time that we spend together, it's intentional. Um, I don't know. It's just a comfort. Uh, what's been a blessing is the fact that I guess that we have time. We don't necessarily have uh, responsibilities that keep us away from each other at all yeah. times. There have been times so far in a marriage uh, when I was going to school that, I mean, I didn't see Allie because I was at work at 6 a.m., off at 4.30, at school at 5. You wouldn't get done until 9 or 10 p.m. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what that's done, but what the blessing is, I mean, just that the time that we do spend together is just relaxing and we just spend it very intentionally together. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. And I would say our communication skills have improved. Oh, yeah. Through that time, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, I it's just been such a blessing just to work through life and creating mm-hmm. our own life as a couple together has just been really special so far. Yeah. Mm. You know, in our, in our culture, of course, like one of those things that's really valued sometimes to an unhealthy degree is like, you know, the image of perfect marriage or perfect mm-hmm. family and just such a desire for folks. You know, if someone doesn't have the love of Christ and they're not experiencing a rich rooted identity as a son or daughter of the creator of the universe, you just look for places to like stake your meaning, you know, Mm -hmm. to find meaning there. Um, And so it's so healthy in Christian marriage that we can like face marriage with a joyful attitude and love the blessings, but recognize that we don't have to find our identity there. Right. Right. So like in view of that, being married for nine months, where are some spaces that you guys have struggled at all in marriage? You're like, man, this is just a place that we're still working and just aiming to grow in our marriage. Would you mind kind of letting people into that space too? Yeah. Um, I think it has where we're struggling is with our free time um, in terms of like divvying up chores. That's kind of been um, a place of tension, I think, for the two of us. Um, 
um, uh, she, Allie comes home first at like noon and then I come home later at like four thirty, around five o'clock or so. Um, and I think sometimes, and I'll, I, I can confess that I feel so tempted just to say I worked longer. I'm tired. Yeah. I don't want to do the dishes, but I, I have that battle in mind because I know Allie puts so much into our home and it fights the fact that also it's like she's put so much into her home. I need to be a part of that too. But I mean, yeah, that is still an area like that has that we are still developing is divvying up chores, uh, the daily household things, because it, it does. A lot of that falls on Allie right now. Mm. Just kind of finding that routine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For me, I would say it's been uh, – not necessarily a burden, but just it's just different um, putting someone's needs in front of yours and just taking a step mm. back and saying, I am creating my new life with my husband. We are one flesh and just. Wow. Yeah. 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 And sure. I, I to speak into that, um, going back to what I was saying about free time is that, yeah, I used to spend my free time every minute of it whenever I had it was playing video games, watching Netflix, doing things like that, that when you're a single dude and you live in your mom's basement, you can do. Um, (laughs) But that's not, I know that now it's like, that's not what I'm like meant to do. What I'm called to do is just spend all my free time doing that. Even if it's, you know, even if I worked a hundred hours a week, which I don't thank goodness, but, and I only had 30 minutes. I mean, my wife needs to come before that. I know that That's I great, man. I do struggle with remembering that sometimes. I think it's kind of a growing up process. Oh, definitely. Remembering mm-hmm. I'm an adult now and I can't just do whatever I want when I have free time. Mm-hmm. We have responsibilities. So. That's really good. The um, Ephesians 5, the passage on marriage, mm-hmm. it is just so... Paul's handling of marriage in just a few verses, it has enough richness to like carry a marriage through you know, 50, 60 years of being together, but husbands loving their wives as Christ lays his life down for the church and, you know, wives supporting and loving husbands as the church follows Christ. And my gosh, like it's in my own marriage, it's such a beautiful image. And what's great about that is you think of that image and you can always immediately process places where you can improve and grow, you know, impress in. And so thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And just opening up and being honest about mm-hmm. inviting us there. It's freeing to know that we can talk about the places where we have a limp or a weakness or need to grow and know that actually our identity and joy is rooted in Jesus' perfect performance and not ours. Like what a freedom mm-hmm. to be able to do as believers. So what else is interesting about you guys? We got a couple more <laughs> minutes here before we sign off on this podcast. Like what are some major interests or hobbies that you guys have? <laughs> you know, like what? Just kind of give a sense of, uh, you know, the things that you guys like and are interested in. I like to bake. Yes. And cook. She's the reason I've gained a lot of weight. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know I can't just blame her, but it's true. Sometimes when she's bored, she just goes and bakes and then I uh, benefit slash get fat from it. Yeah. You know, Danny, um, (laughs) so I'm just going to go ahead and call foul and say, you could just give it to me. (laughs) Like you don't have to eat it. Like you could come to the church and I can eat it for you. I'd love to serve you that way. (laughs) No. That is so generous of you to offer. (laughs) That's so generous. Um, Well, uh, I don't know. We, we talked about earlier how we were both um, 
show choir people. Yeah. So, I mean, you see us up on stage doing worship, but you haven't seen us doing crazy dance moves while singing or the musicals we've been in doing funny voices and certain characters, which would just be like, oh, that's them from church. Yeah, that might be <laughs> some things that mm-hmm. uh, are interesting. You guys still really dig that? Like if you watch musicals, mm-hmm. do you kind of get <laughs> jazzed up about <laughs> oh, seeing the routines and the singing? Absolutely. And- we yeah, are complete awesome. opposites about this, actually. Her, <laughs> yes. Me, no. Really? I cannot stand watching musicals, but I absolutely love performing in them. It's like that is so funny. Yeah, it creates. I guess it's a weird thing. It creates a sense of like nostalgia that I miss doing it. And um, I, I mean, I've, I'm at the point of life where it's just like there's not a lot of opportunity and don't have enough like a lot of time to do it. But I miss, I miss some of it. And that's what <laughs> going to watch some musicals um, does for me. But of course, almost every time Allie's pushed me to like listen to a musical, I'm like, okay, I liked that. I really yeah. liked that. That was yeah. really good. That was told fun, I guess. So. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot <laughs> told of told, there's so. a lot of told me so. Okay, so wait, let me ask you this then. Because you guys both did it and performed in it, do you feel like when you watch musicals that you can just sit back, enjoy it for what it is, or do you kind of feel like because you did it, it's like one of those things where you're critiquing it the whole time and you're processing <laughs> it and you're thinking about stage design. Why did they go up to that octave? And that's like a weird dance move. Like, <laughs> how, how does that kind of play out when you guys watch them? I just have such an appreciation for the people that do it because I know all the work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For me, I think it's just, I want to do that. But I don't want to watch it. I just want to do it. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Danny's actually in a movie right now. Danny's in a movie? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been filming a movie for like the last two years with a group of people. Um, their group is called Lemon Parade, um, and they're actually um, Shane and Meredith Kanicki, who have actually attended the church yep. in the past. Yeah, um, and their friend James uh, Luce. They they have they're like a writing team, and they wrote this movie and. Um, when I was like in seventh grade, again in choir, it was the first time I ever auditioned for something that was uh, like uh, like a speaking role or like a play like that. Uh, basically, my choir teacher wanted to make a movie to go along with our choir concert. And I thought, okay, well, I'll audition for that. Anyways, Shane remembered me from that when I was 13 years old. Wow. And then called me up two years ago and said, hey, you want to come audition from this? I remember you from when you were 13. And I was like... <laughs> sure sounds that sounds fun and so i I auditioned and yeah i'm in a i'm in a movie (laughs) that's really cool man are you doing your own stunts uh yep all of them (laughs) all of them yep i've actually yeah it was actually well i mean not like stunt stunts but i have driven around downtown with a very expensive camera attached to my car just driving around downtown Wichita doing some shooting. I was. When will this come out? Can I do the oh. trailer for it? There was a man. <laughs> yes. Driving downtown with an expensive camera. Yes, <laughs> that that is a perfect movie voice. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, but, yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't need many stunts from me. I do get hit a lot and knocked out pretty instantly, so I'm not in all the action scenes because I just fail. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but you guys are still working on it, right? Mm-hmm. It won't be out for. Uh, we don't know, but you don't know. Okay. We do. It's We're... a long-term project. Yeah, it is. So, well, guys, I have had a blast with you today. 
thank you so much for being on the podcast and taking time to be with me. Um, you guys have a great evening. You too. You Thanks too. for having thank us. Thank you, Ryan.